every day, though. The ones who enhance the flow. You know them Bruce Lee roars and possess the glow. Yo, you're the last dragon, so you're good to go. You're giving back to the world or why you're crushing your gold. See, you ain't gotta see it. You can just be it. You're the streets hope. Yeah, God told me you're dope. And you're here just to give us some pearls. We appreciate that so we can share with the world. See, you ain't gotta see it. You can just be it. You're the streets hope. Yeah, God told me you're dope. Dope to dope to dope dope. You're dope. Dope to dope to dope. Yes, yes, yes. Welcome to Everyday Dope, the podcast about dope people who do dope things. And when do they do these dope things? Well, quite frankly, they do them every day. I'm your host, Mr. Sheffield. Today's guest is going to be Jana Stokes. She advocates for students with disabilities. She presses hard for their IEP and 504 rights, and she will dance you under the floor <laughs> as a Chicago stepper. <laughs> How are you doing today, Miss Stokes? I am well. How are you all? I am fabulous, fabulous, fabulous. All right, let's get this right here so you can see. Oh, it is raining outside, huh? Yes, it is. And it's cold, but <laughs> I'm just going to go on to tell the truth, y'all. I put Stokes on the schedule and forgot all about it. And she showed up at the studio, and now we're about to get it in. Now, Stokes, I got to ask you the same question I ask everybody else that comes to Everyday Dope. What's your definition of dope? My definition of dope is advocacy, mm. activism, and lobbying. Okay, advocacy, activism, and lobbying. Yes. Now, we know the type of lobbying you do for students with disabilities, right? Yes. But what's something that you advocate for that's just probably like a hobby, something that doesn't really have all the implications that your serious work does. Like, what do you advocate for? You know, that's a good question. Nobody <laughs> has ever asked me that. Like, I mean, you know, I, I advocate for mathematics. You know what I'm saying? It's like, you know, most people are like, I'm not good at that, but I still advocate for it. So outside of your normal work, what do you advocate for? Elderly. Elderly, yes. yes, yes, yes. They definitely need our help, yes. but I think that's a kind of serious though. But yeah, <laughs> we should advocate for the elderly, you know, because especially as my mom gets older, mm -hmm. you know, I'm like, okay, mm -hmm. I, there's things that should be put in place for the seniors, because she's always like, they don't do nothing for the seniors, right, right, you know? right. So, so, like, with you know, lately I went to the hospital um, from the town that I'm from, mm -hmm. and the seniors did not have. Um, they didn't have access to the vaccinations uh -huh. or the vaccines. So I went to the hospital. I gave them 10 names of, well, now it's 12 names right. of seniors that didn't have access to Internet, um, didn't know where to call. And I said, you know, you all need to call these people. Mm -hmm. Also, Christmas time, I gave instead of giving everyone um, the flowers, poinsettias, I gave everybody a bunch of of turnip greens and set them and sweet potatoes and Look, stuff they need right stuff they really need so i advocate for seniors in my neighborhood and just like the neighborhood the people that i grew up with and a lot of times that's not shared mm. but they still call me right and that's just the way i grew up seniors would always call my dad you know and say they needed you know or something repaired on their house or some type of piping and i would hear him and I know that my dad had plumbing license, but never wanted to be a plumber. Mm -hmm. And so I would go back and he would say, dang, I don't want to do it. But I can't tell Miss such and such no, because I got to respect that. Because you got to respect, because you, you, you have to respect the hierarchy, right? Right. Because if, if there's no seniors, 
there's nobody to teach the proper lessons, right? Right, right, right. And so for you with, with Ryan's gift, like you're passing down these lessons, one, the lesson of advocacy. Yes. But also the big lesson of education, right? Yes. So tell me about Ryan's gift and how that works, because I know you're out pushing for students with disabilities, but give us the gamut on Ryan's gift. Ryan's gift of advocacy, I started, um, it was due to a family coming to me and her son needed advocacy, but she didn't understand the terminologies or the words that they were using in the meetings. I didn't have an idea of what to do, but I decided to do her service for free. Wow. And so it was free, but it really and truly wasn't free because it taught me where, where there was a need. And she said she was from upstate. They had state advocates that they could contact in case they needed anything or wanted someone to sit in, in their meeting. And would I come into her meeting and advocate for her child? And so that was the first client that I ever helped that was homeless. So then, you know, I had someone else come up to me and she said, you know, I have some foster children, but these children need help. And I was like, okay, okay, I know what my nonprofit, because a lot of people told me I needed a nonprofit, but I didn't know what to have a nonprofit in. Mm -hmm. Because you have to believe in your nonprofit to sell it. And I said, okay, I know what I like. I, you know, I had did the 5K run where I raised funds for families that were homeless. And that was like seven years ago. I never would have thought that I would have a nonprofit for children that were homeless, you know, in 2000. Well, I started in 2018. Now, now that's dope. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. So yeah. this first client you do for free, but like you said, it wasn't for free. Right. right. Because, you know, I hear people say all the time you learn things from mentors and mistakes. Right. You know, if you're making mistakes, I mean, you're doing something. Right. Right. So what was the biggest lesson that you learned from that first client and what made you want to stay in that homeless sector? The largest lesson that I learned was if you are pregnant and homeless, your child is three times likely to have a developmental delay. Wow. When I had the second client who was in foster care, I learned that in the state of Georgia, only 50% of children finish high school. Mm. So I was like, I have to do something to try and change this. And I just put my two loves together because my daughter has a learning disability and I knew all the laws for her. And I always helped children, whether I was off banquet or buckhead that were homeless. Mm -hmm. So I said, I know what I want to do. I want to put the, my two loves together. And that's simply how I came up. And so far I am the only nonprofit mm. that has this foundation where it's disabilities and homeless together. Disabilities and homeless together. So how do you, how do you find the funds for this? Like what's, what's the fundraising process look like for you? Well, we have, fundraising um, activities four times a year. We've started off, we're, we have a um, vinegar and oil tasting test the first quarter. We have a silent auction the second quarter. And the third quarter, we have a 5K. And the fourth quarter, we have a music on the green where people come up and they donate. And we have a concert and it's like downtown Edenton where I grew up and people donate their time 
And this is one of these are this is one of the ways we raise money. All right. So you're getting the money. Right. For homeless and for students with special needs. This is wonderful. It's absolutely dope. But that's why you're here, though, because because right. you because <laughs> you are a dope individual. Right now, what has been the biggest win you've seen? Like, because you're putting a lot of work in, you're raising money, you're supporting these these students. Can you look back and give me one example of one somebody that was just like, I'm really proud of this. Like, what's the person that makes you keep coming back to do it every day? Or it two was, or three, what you got? Well, the first one I can think of, I guess because it's been, you know, like recently, it was a student, um, his name is Demarcus Crawford, and mm. he's like... Um, I think he's on the front of my website. His mom died in a car crash mm. his second year of school, I think, his sophomore year of school. And his tuition was $32,000 a year. And I knew his mom, and I knew that the tuition, she, he needed a plus loan. So all of my college cases, all of my cases come with advocacy. So my college cases, I give students $1,000 and we advocate for those students, whether they are homeless or they have a learning disability. So I may go out and I find food pantries, I find churches, I find whatever it takes for them not to come back home. Right. And I call um, his the tuition, I mean, the, I'm sorry, the institution that he attended for 90 days. Every day Every I called day. him. <laughs> I called him. I mean, it was to the point where I was like, you know, I need to speak to your board. You know, someone has to help him and you all are not trying to help him. So I called 90 days and he ended up getting a full scholarship. Full scholarship. Yeah. He ended up getting a full scholarship. His work study changed from seven hours. I mean, no, he was getting five hours a week. And to 20 hours a week, he was making $7 an hour to $10 an hour. And he received a full scholarship. He finished this December. Mm. And so I got to see. He's the, graduated. Right. I got yeah. to see the beginning when I thought that we were, you know, we were not going to be able to find tuition to the end where he graduated. So he graduated this December 2020. Um, and that was the most, I guess that was the proudest one on the collegiate level. That's amazing that this man got a full scholarship based on the work that you're doing out here in the community. Right. Stokes. Now, now that's dope. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I see you Stokes. You dope as they come. Now, when, when I first met you Stokes, I was teaching mathematics. Or teaching that some mathematics, as my father would say. <laughs> you over there teaching that some math. You know <laughs> and you were teaching special education, and we would work together, and right. we would teach the students or whatever. And you've always been a big advocate for the, the, the 504 and the IEP, what they call the enhancements or the modifications to be executed properly. Right. Right. So right. why do you think that's so important and what kind of work are you doing in that area? I advocate for children from really on with my nonprofit from zero to adult. Mm -hmm. So I find they say them, birth to work. huh? Right. Um, <laughs> I find them because 
I know what it is to not, you know, you're not able to find a doctor. You're not able to find um, a therapist. So my, my families, you know, they, they experience so much that I have to find therapists um, and help them. I have to find physical therapists, doctors, and really help them get from one level to the other. So sometimes I keep children out of special ed just as well as I can help. Because sometimes children don't belong in special ed. You know, some need a 504, and just because you are diagnosed with a behavior disorder does not mean that you are, you know... You're learning disabled. Right. Right. And sometimes they're misplaced and put in those environments, and they're not academically behind a grade level. I even had a child that was above grade level that they wanted to put in special ed. And I said, you know, you haven't put that child and did all the interventions in order for him to go to special ed. So, you know, he's going to need a 504. He's going to need a counselor. He's going to need a social worker. We're going to have to put all these things in place so you all can give me the proper documentation, you know, to serve these children properly. So I advocate for children. And sometimes I come in as an educational specialist. Mm -hmm. I don't even want to use special ed because we're not, that's not the route we're going. And so it's from really getting from one child to the other to make sure that they have the academic supports that they need. I can get the, a child, you know, whether they need the supports for in the summer, whether they need the truck, the supports electronically, you know, with assistive technology or whatever they may need. So my advocacy expands from, you know, me knowing McKinney veto, which is the, you know, the laws for homeless children to, Special ed, mm-hmm. whatever it takes for that child to be successful and not be on point A when I come back to the next meeting. That's what I have to do. That's what you got to do. So there's been an undertone of, of, of race when it comes to special ed. So can you give us some ideas around, are there some disproportionalities or what are the thoughts around race as it, as it pertains to special education and special needs? From my experience, it has been black boys are mostly targeted. Mm-hmm. Um, they're mostly misplaced. And I've had cases where, you know, they're ready to, you know, about time I receive, you know, notification, they haven't had any interventions. They don't even have a conduct plan. They're ready to put them in juvenile. And, you know, I had a case where, I had to really research, and I use whatever it takes not to lose. So whether I have to use the census <laughs> to say, you know, you know, well, according to, you know, this county, you all have four, you know, alternative schools, and your alternative schools are 88% black, you know, but your overall school is only 24% black. So this is early prison. You know, a child is worth $6,500. You put him in alternative school, he's worth $10,500. So everyone wants to use, you know, this myth or whatever it may be true or not that it's based on a third grade or fourth grade level state test. No, it's more than that. It's more than that. It's a little bit deeper. Right, it's more than that. I mean, it's already set up for, you know, for a child to go there. So, Mm -hmm. Well, Stokes, you're an amazing woman. (laughs) Say thank you. Say thank you. Thank you. (laughs) She struggles. (laughs) Listen, take the compliment. Now, you've created Ryan's gift. Okay. You're out helping the elderly, 
Yes. And you're pressing for these 504s and IEPs and you're raising money and you're doing just wonderful things for homeless students. And all that's great. And it's super dope and it's amazing. And we appreciate you for that. But now it's time to figure out if you know what's going on in these streets. All right, Stokes, we know how amazing you are, but now it's time to see if you got some common sense. Ooh. Right? <laughs> <So>. <laughs> So, this is the part of the show we call What's the Dopest? If you get the answer wrong to this question, we always put you outside the house. Mm -hmm. And this is a rainy and cold day, and we will put you right outside. That's exactly where you'll be. So, here we go, Stokes. What is the dopest? Fantasy football or ballroom (laughs) dancing? You meant you meant Chicago stepping. Chicago stepping. Right. Yes. I am not a ballroom. You're not a ballroom. No. Fantasy football or Chicago stepping. Chicago stepping. Oh, okay. Tell, tell the folks why. Why? Why? I don't. Cause I don't listen. I don't see you about cut some people's throat over that fantasy football. So I. No. You. I'm going to give you the truth. Okay. Give Give me the truth. Chicago stepping. Let me tell you what it does. For you, for your body, (laughs) for your mind. It is an endorphin. Oh, okay. (laughs) It lets off a drug. It is very addictive. We will dance with blisters on our feet. Ooh, them high heels. Right. Oh, you know, you can kick off them heels. I saw you. you. I saw you. You will dance in a place that you never danced for. I done danced in a Waffle House. <laughs> I mean, oh, you a real, you a real Chicago stepping crackhead. <laughs> I, done, I done danced at the Waffle House. I done danced at the Capitol. I done danced at the Falcons game. I'll yes! dance anywhere. Yes. All you need is like a little four by four square square hardwood floor. You will get it in. You actually, for real, you get such a high dancing that. I see why people do anonymous, alcohol anonymous, because you too get a high. You too can get a high by Chicago stepping. You do. All right. Do. So you just, you don't mess with that fantasy, huh? You, no. You don't? No. Because you know what? Let me say this. I have never been in one of the fantasy leagues where I've been willing to bet money. Oh, right, right, right. Right, whatever. That's so different. But with Chicago stepping. You'll be like, be like I want to win. <laughs> 20. How much my money I got? I got a money. Yeah. <laughs> All right, y'all. She's saying Chicago stepping because you're going to get high. That's what I'm Just saying. Just like everyday dope. <laughs> Let us get you high. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Chicago stepping is the place to be. I'm going to have to try that one day. Yes, I'm telling All right, you. I'm going to have to try it. Now, Stokes, tell us what's next. Tell the people what's next for you. You've done all these great things. What, what's the next move? The next move, that's so good. You know what? I've never told anyone. So the next move, I'll be going to the Capitol in September. Okay. I'll be lobbying for children with learning disabilities. Um, often, you know, we have dyslexia month. We have ADHD month. We have autism month. There's no learning disabilities awareness month. Right. And I plan on going from, well, it's a month, but we don't, have, we don't receive enough recognition. So I plan on going to the state capitol, and then I plan on going to the White House. Okay, she's going to the state capitol, and then to the White House. 
And then the month after, because, you know, I have two months. <laughs> yes. So the month of October is Learning Disabilities Awareness Month. And then the month of November is Homeless Youth Awareness Month. So I'm going back to the capital for learning this <laughs> <laughs> because there are laws and in place for children who are homeless in foster care that are in other states and we don't have it. And one of the things that I want to see put in place, such as states like South Carolina and Florida, if you are in foster care and you want to go on to college, because see, children that are in college that are in foster care, well, children in foster care that are going on to college, only 2%, two, well, 2%, almost 3 only go on to college. So the state of Florida and the state of South Carolina, if you're in foster care, you, you have tuition for free. Right. Georgia, we don't have it. So that means I'm going to have to go up that there. You have to go get it done. For That's us, what though. I'm saying. So I'm going to the Capitol two months in a row, row to get That's it done. That's what I'm saying. Right. <laughs> now tell the people where they can find you. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Black Planet, Bumble. <laughs> Stokes says she gonna marry David Banner, y'all. That's what I'm saying, baby. And we're gonna have a fans only page. Oh, oh only fans. <laughs> I've been thinking about starting the OnlyFans page for math. You know what I'm saying? So like, you know, no, that's so nerdy. <laughs> yeah, that's nobody, nobody, no. <laughs> nobody gonna watch it. They're not gonna log in and watch me do algebra. <laughs> no, no. You, mm, no. Mm, mm. So where you at? Where they can find you, Stokes? Well, um, janastokes.org is where you can find all of my information. You can find my nonprofit, which is Ryan's Gift of Advocacy. And you can find special education advocacy and consulting. I have a for-profit and a nonprofit. Also, I'll be starting a third company. Okay. I have purchased allribbons.com, and that'll be a company for my daughter. And that's bringing awareness to different causes with ribbons, jewelry, um, mask, everything from, and that's for my daughter's um, sake. So that's my daughter's company, but all of them branch off of being an activist for bringing, you know, awareness to different causes and different health disorders. Nice, 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 nice. Well, Stokes. You are an advocate for everybody, it seems. Yes, I didn't <laughs> tell y'all about the elderly. Especially though. the elderly <laughs> and, and the homeless, the homeless students. Yes. My heart goes out to Demarcus. You have done a wonderful job, sir. Yes. Um, we appreciate that. And she chose Chicago stepping because it gets her high. Hello. <laughs> and we thank you for coming to Everyday Dope. We do appreciate you. You are amazing and you, you are dope. And we're going to holler at you on the other side. Thank you for tuning in to Everyday Dope We hope you were inspired to live in your dopeness And celebrate the dopeness around you Don't forget to rate, review, and share with your crew You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and the Twitter At My Everyday Dope I'm your host, Mr. Sheffield And we will see you on the other side.